You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, the final mock draft Monday of 2021. I hope we're not getting into mock draft Mondays in like November and December of 2021, because that will mean the 49ers season has not gone as planned. So hopefully this is actually the last one of the calendar year 2021 looking at mock drafts. I'm going to go to Chad Ryder's mock draft. He did a seven round monster of a mock draft. The entire draft, seven rounds, every team, every pick, Chad Ryder of NFL.com draft analyst. So we'll check in with what the 49ers have going on in this mock draft. A little bit of a bombshell dropped by Ian Rappaport Sunday night talking about the 49ers plans and who it's down to. It's down to two quarterbacks at pick number three, according to the sources that are feeding Ian Rappaport information. But then another report from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that's interesting that somewhat contradicts that. So we'll get into those and what that means for the 49ers, what we feel like, what I feel like we actually do know right now, just a few days away from the NFL draft and finding out who that pick will be for the San Francisco 49ers and take a look at maybe one of your listener mocks here and see what's going on in the mailbag if we have time at the end of today's show going to be chatting with Eric Crocker tomorrow my good buddy love chatting ball with him I always got to get his opinions on corners and wide receivers and I think day two could who knows be a corner and a wide receiver this year for the 49ers in the draft so we're going to look hard at those day two and day three prospects at those positions specifically corners with Crocker because that's his specialty that's the position he played and I love getting his input on DBs when it comes to the NFL draft. So that's tomorrow. Then I'll probably have my final mock at some point. Final thoughts Thursday. Who knows what we'll know. And of course, another Winky Wednesday coming up this week. And then it's the draft. And then we'll be breaking down the picks on Thursday and the weekend. And uh, so whew, buckle up. It's going to be fun. There's even a petition now at change.org that is addressed to the York family to not allow Kyle Shanahan to draft Mac Jones. <laughs> that's where we're at right now in all this. Part of me really wants the draft to get here because all of this extra stuff is just silliness and it's been going on for so long, especially the last month after that big trade. But part of me wants to, that wants this to go slow and savor this because this is a massive moment in the 49ers franchise history. We're going to be rehashing this for years. They're going to be making documentary films about this draft. If it goes well and they end up with a superstar, if it blows up in their face and they draft a, a guy and the other quarterbacks end up being all better and this guy is a bust, then it's going to be infamous and it's going to be talked about forever in that regard as well. So uh, this is fascinating to me and this is a really big moment in 49ers franchise history. Get ready for an all-timer this weekend in the 2021 NFL Draft. Let's go to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, the newsbreaker himself, who says, as the 49ers close in on their decision of which quarterback to take at number three. Sources say they are down to two prospects, and the belief is those two are Bama quarterback Mac Jones and North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. Several sources say the focus does appear to have shifted to those two. We'll talk more about the major part of that, Trey Lance and Mac Jones, right? That's the news-breaking part. But I find it extremely interesting the way Ian Rappaport worded this tweet. 
very carefully. Sources say they are down to two prospects. The belief is those two are Jones and Lance. Several sources say the focus does appear to have shifted to those two. So that's not reporting saying it's down to Jones and Lance. Sources say the belief is that it appears to have shifted to those two. Shifted to what? Because it was already on Mac Jones. What did it shift from? Because Mac Jones was already the guy in all these reports, right? Was it as simple as the Niners told Justin Fields' agent, hey, we're not going to take Justin here? You know, and it's that. And then the agent tells everybody, so now they know it's down to the other two. Could that be it? I don't know. I have no idea what to, how to take that. Most folks are taking that one as gospel. I'm not quite there yet. It would not be shocking at all if it's any of those three quarterbacks. We obviously know who the candidates are, and any of the three at this point should not shock us. Fields completely out, down to only Mac Jones and Trey Lance. That would also mean that they're still deciding here on April 26th with the draft three days away, that they don't know who they want to take, and they're you know, in-house fighting about this, that they didn't know when they traded, made the trade on March 26th who the pick was going to be, and, and that there's more conversation about that. I'm skeptical about that report. And it was worded in such a careful manner that I think it's still, even if it becomes not accurate, like I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if in 24 hours is another tweet from Ian Rappaport that says uh, other sources are saying that it's actually Justin Fields and that's it. Or it's between Lance and Fields are the two. And it's not actually, or it's between Jones and Fields and not Lance. Like I wouldn't be shocked if there's any of those versions of a similar tweet from Ian Rappaport or other big-time reporters and national reporters in the next couple of days. So just stay tuned for that. And remember, Ian Rappaport himself was one of them that was throwing out the, what, two, two, uh, it feels like an eight, it feels like, it feels like a decade ago, 2019 draft when the 49ers selected Nick Bosa. And obviously they knew they were selecting Nick Bosa for a long time at pick number two, but very late in the process, like April 20-something, Ian Rappaport saying, oh, it appears that uh, Quinn and Williams might be the pick and number two for the 49ers, right? So this kind of stuff happens. So just because Rappaport said this doesn't mean this this is exactly true. And this is why. Here's another report from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. He said, quote, and this comes from TV. He said, quote, I'm told the work is done in Santa Clara. So it's not between two. It's one and done. They know who it is. He goes on to say, they have wrapped up their draft meetings officially. They're ready to make this pick, but it's in the hands of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They're probably not telling anybody. Nobody in that building knows and doesn't expect to know until Thursday. But the coaches broke down Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance this week together in a neutral process. I'm told they've kept an open mind with Justin Fields and Trey Lance winning them over. They had a good process, but there's still a decent amount of buzz league-wide about Mac Jones. So according to that report, and this one feels a lot more legit about the actual process that's going on with the 49ers. First of all, it's very specific, unlike the other tweet. And this makes it sound like all the Mac Jones stuff was, you know, that came out since the since the trade made it seem like, okay, Mac Jones was the guy that Kyle Shanahan was comfortable first 
Then they went deeper on Lance and deeper on Fields together to see if they could win them over. And this all kind of coincides with that idea and makes sense. And it'd be it would make sense that that's why we've heard Mac Jones all this time because that was the guy Kyle liked and Mike Shanahan knew it and you know Jed York knew it and everybody knew it. So maybe that's where some of the leaks could have come from about Mac Jones being the guy and then the other two are Trey Lance and Justin Fields, the ones that could potentially win them over at this point. But I. The part about Kyle and John know, nobody else knows. And so the Rappaport report can't be correct if they haven't told anybody and if there are no leaks in the building about that kind of stuff, right? But if everybody knew Mac Jones was the guy, then maybe there are some leaks and they could know. So um, basically, it's clear as mud at this point to me. And the other part of it, if we're playing the draft game, right? If Rappaport's throwing out two names and there's one name suspiciously missing... To me, that points just as much to Justin Fields as potentially being the guy steal for them because they're putting out the names, the wrong names, right? Because it's lying season. So there's that angle of this whole draft game as well. So I, I really don't know what to think. And I don't think that the Rappaport report solidifies anything that it's actually down to those two. Uh, I don't think that I feel stronger that it's going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Justin Fields today than I did yesterday. And I don't know if I feel any less strong about the guys that I feel because I just feel like... There's a certain way this process feels like it should be going. And until the pick is made or we get, you know, straight up reporting that this is the pick and everybody knows it and it's done, then I still feel like Fields by nose over Lance and Mac Jones is, is, is a distant three. That's the only way it makes sense to me throughout this process. Not surprised at all that Kyle Shanahan liked Mac Jones originally, and I talked about how Kyle Shanahan liked Mac Jones, and I thought, hey, that might be a second-round pick for the 49ers. Look out if they go corner in round one. Trading up to three, though, that's completely different, and I have to imagine everybody in the front office this whole time, if it really was Mac Jones and Kyle Shanahan loved, they're like, hey, Kyle, let's uh, let's look let's look at this. Let's look at these other guys a little bit more, right? Let's let, and, and so I have a feeling that could be how this process all went, but the fact that they would trade up to three and it would be this ambiguous still is somewhat worrisome. Even if they end up coming to the right decision in the end, that is an odd one to make this trade and truly not know, truly not be like, this is the dude, dude. Because we're talking about five quarterbacks. They sat down and had a press conference and said, we want a top five quarterback in the NFL. And they might end up with the fifth best quarterback in this draft, let alone in the NFL, right? That's realistic outcome from this. Hey, this is crazy. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. This is an all-timer. This will be broken down every single way. And then there's the other wrench in this thing. It's like, I don't, it's not 100% that we actually know what the Jets are going to do either. What if the Jets do something crazy? What if the Jets take Mac Jones? How wild would that be? Or any of these guys, Fields or Lance? And how come if Mac Jones is so perfect for a Kyle Shanahan offense, the, the Jets aren't being talked about at all? with Mac Jones. Never even a, a peep about a potential Mac Jones to the Jets marriage. Can't wait. I cannot wait for the NFL draft. Let's see what Chad Ryder has doing for the 49ers in all seven rounds next. Hey, 49ers fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. That number is 231231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and 
lean muscle mass. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. You're running out of time to get involved with some of these draft props at betonline.ag. A couple of interesting ones here with Penne Sewell over under five and a half. Trey Lance over under pick six and a half. And some of the information we're getting now on what's going on with pick three and pick four, Kyle Pitts, five and a half, Trey Lance, six and a half. Starting to really feel like both of those are going to be under. A ton of other over-unders on different players, which teams will pick what at the top. We've got win totals now on the 2021 season for teams. And of course, the other sports that are going on right now, NBA action just about every single day, NHL, Major League Baseball, poker, awards shows, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can't imagine free to sign up. Just go to the website, use the mobile app, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to check out the finale today of the Ultimate Mock Draft on the Odyssey app. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find the Ultimate Mock Draft, co hosted by me and my Peacock and Williamson co host, Matt Williamson, obviously. Uh, we took you through every pick in the first round, plus all the teams that did not have picks in the first round. A couple trades in this thing, too, so it was a lot of fun. It's the hugest event on the network all year. We've got some star-studded experts joining us as well from Odyssey in it. Michael Irvin and Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenford and, and so many people joined us in this. It's always super fun and, and definitely worth a listen. So go check out the Ultimate Mock Draft if it's for just my pick for the Niners at three or the entire thing, because it's definitely worth a listen all the way through the final episode, day six, posted today. Peter King just dropped his mock draft Sunday night. And look, Peter King has been plugged into the 49ers. He's not as day-to-day as he used to be. Is he still plugged into the Niners? He was on Kinlaw last year for San Francisco. What does he know? Is he the the guy to listen to here? He does have the 49ers taking Mac Jones. It's not a different name than we've seen from some other national reporters. So he's probably hearing the same thing as everybody else. Is that the correct thing is the question. Now, if Peter King had a different name than Mac Jones, I think that might say something and that might make my ears perk up. The fact that he's saying it's Mac Jones, just kind of what everybody's saying. And look, that's where the smoke is leading. And that's what 49ers fans should probably be prepared because that's the most common thing that the most plugged in people are saying is that it's going to be Mac Jones. So there's a very good chance that that could be the case. It's hard for me to believe that that's the way it would go, but I think 49ers fans should absolutely prepare for that reality. Also posted recently at NFL.com was a seven-round mock draft by analyst Chad Ryder. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been in the draft game, a respected voice, and he was just said, you know, I'm going to do the whole thing. I'm going to do every stinking pick and mock out this entire draft. So what does he have going with the 49ers? And it's not a shock. Any of the experts and, and people on the national level all just have Mac Jones plugged into the Niners at number three. That's the word on the street there for people in the industry, around the NFL media, nationally. 
Why? Where's that coming from? Are they all, are they all hearing the same thing? Is it a big game of telephone where one person heard it, spread it all around? I have no idea. Can't wait to find out where those leaks are coming from, if we will ever find out. But yeah, Mac Jones going here. He says, it's easy to see why coach Kyle Shanahan would appreciate Jones' efficiency, intelligence, and decision-making. However, I don't think the 49ers' choice is that clear-cut. Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both just as capable of operating an NFL offense and both possess plus athleticism. The decision may go down to the wire. So Mac Jones going number three to the 49ers. He has Kyle Pitts here going four to the Falcons. Penny Sewell five to the Bengals. Justin Fields seven to the Broncos, who trade up a couple spots with the Lions to get in front of the Carolina Panthers to draft Justin Fields. And then the very next pick, the Chicago Bears move up for their quarterback at pick eight and go with Trey Lance. So seven and eight trades landing Fields and Lance in this mock draft. All five quarterbacks gone by pick eight here in this mock, which is super interesting. The 49ers original pick at 12, J.C. Horn, corner from South Carolina, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Round two, an interesting pick for the 49ers here, one you don't see connected with the Niners at pick 43 in the second round that is Joe Tryon an edge defender from the University of Washington and he fits the physical prototype for a you know a defensive end pass rusher to a T 6'5 259 pounds 34 inch arms you know so he's got the profile super athletic player coming off the edge but he opted out in 2020 he is a raw player I I didn't know what to think when I saw his tape. I think this is actually a good spot for him. I've seen him maybe go in round one in some mock drafts. I, I just don't think he has any sort of a, a pass rush plan or any sort of uh, a technique that's refined in a way that he's going to have a lot of success early, but he's a multiple ball of clay. And I think we're going to see a ton of that in this draft, which is why it's going to be so hard to project, I think, because there's all the opt-outs. Some teams, I'm sure, will hate the opt-out players and, and coaches that won't want to touch those guys, especially early in the draft. It makes the evaluations more difficult. Some team might see Joe Tryon and say, oh, this guy's a superstar in the making. Give me that player. I want to mold him. I want to coach him up and make him into something. Somebody else might see a raw player and think, gosh, yeah, that's too much of a project. Let's go get somebody who looks more like what I want to see happening already on Sunday that's a little bit more ready to go. So this draft is going to be nuts. Joe Tryon's an interesting name, and I don't think that signing Arden Key prevents the 49ers from drafting an edge player early, but uh, round two, the right player would have to fall and it would have to be a best player available situation, I think, for the 49ers to go that route, especially with some other corners were still on the board that went just a few picks after that on here. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. went just a couple of picks before 43-41 to the Lions, but Eric Stokes out of Georgia at 45, Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky at 46, and I thought there was a couple more corners. Yeah, Tyson Campbell out of Georgia, Aaron Robinson out of Georgia. So all those guys in that, you know, 40 to 50s range, Elijah Molden, 61 to the Bills here in this mock draft. So that's a, that's sort of a corner run. I think the 49ers might be positioned well to get that next tier of non-first-round corners if they want to go that route. Or move up or move down. I could see any of those things a possibility. But I like seeing a new name connected to the 49ers in these mock drafts because things can tend to get kind of stale. Round three is all the way down. I mean, we're talking about it's almost two full rounds between 43 and pick number 102, right? It's almost 60 picks away that the 49ers have to wait for their next selection going defensive back here. Not a corner, though. Again, another name I've not seen connected to the 49ers here 
This is Jacoby Stevens, a safety, not a corner, out of LSU. 6'1", Next-gen stats has developed. Pounds. An- he ran a 4'5 flat with a 42-inch vertical at LSU's Pro Day. He wore the famous number 7 at LSU, which means you're a pretty important player on campus if you get that number 7. If you remember guys like um, Derwin James and Leonard Fournette wore number 7 at LSU. And I have not watched much of Stevens at all. I haven't watched much of the safety class, really, because I just think they've done too much in free agency and there's not a lot of room. I don't think the 49ers are really going to be looking at safeties much, and it's not the greatest safety class. But this is a name that I haven't seen up this high. And it's funny because Lance Zerline, who does the the write-ups and the projections and stuff at NFL.com, where this seven-round mock draft was posted, he hasn't projected as a sixth or seventh-round player, a very late day three guys. So uh, Chad Ryder likes him a lot more than Lance Zerline. Maybe some infighting there <laughs> with the two draft analysts at NFL.com. Round number four, just 15 picks after that late round three pick. Ryder has the 49ers going with another prospect out of Washington and another defensive back, this time a corner, Keith Taylor, who is a name I've seen connected to the 49ers. And he's been uh, a favorite of some draft Knicks out there. And he has the length that the 49ers look at. And actually, height, weight, speed-wise, reminds me a little bit of Akella Witherspoon coming out really skinny, 187 pounds at six foot two. Not the longest arms, 31 and an eighth for how tall he is. That's short. That's not short arms, but it's shorter than you would expect for someone who's six foot two. And the other part of his profile that doesn't really match up perfectly with Akella Witherspoon and with the style of outside corner the Niners have selected in recent history is he ran a 4-5-4 at his pro day, at Washington's pro day. And while that's not a bad time at all for a longer corner, the most we've seen too many players and prospects that are getting the pro day bump. So if you're adding like, you know, 0.05 to a lot of these times, which you probably should be, I mean, getting close to 4-6 there. I have a hard time believing the 49ers are going to draft uh, an outside corner, even if he's tall, that's in that 4-6 range. And if they do, it probably won't be early. And if they do draft someone that's a little bit slower, probably more of a scrappy slot type, you know, with one of those three fifth-round picks that they have or maybe later in the draft, like they did a couple years ago with DJ Reed, who was a 4-5 guy. This is where it gets fun. Going to round five here with three selections for the 49ers and going back to the offensive side of the ball. By the way, I've been trying to kill these before they start playing, and uh, the, the auto play on this website is killing me. I might have to just not go to NFL.com ever during uh, during podcasts. Uh, just the autoplay stuff kills me anyway on websites, and it makes it non-functional if you're recording podcasts. You can't just have audio popping up all the time. So if you did get any audio on this podcast all of a sudden out of nowhere, that's why. I apologize, but I don't think anything's bled through quite yet. Love this next pick. And I'm actually a little bit mad at, at Chad for throwing this in there because this guy was going to be all over my Next final mock draft for the 49ers, and it's Kene Nwangu, running back from Iowa State. And this is the Shanahan back in the draft. To me, it's got Shanny all over him. Round five actually might be a little early, but, you know, pick 172. This is We're talking late round five now at this point. So round five, six, seven, look out for Kene Nwangu. Perfect fit for the 49ers because his profile is almost word for word what Raheem Mostert's Scouting report could have looked like coming out of Purdue. Track guy, 4-3 flat, like legit speed. When you watch this guy play and he sees a hole and he hits it, he is 
gone in an instant. But he was a backup player. You know, he wasn't, he was a former track guy, backup player, special teams player, loves special teams. So that's where he's going to make his way in the NFL, as Raheem Mostert did. Kenny Nwangu, uh, I think he fits the offense perfectly for the 49ers. I think he's going to be somebody who athletically should go much higher. And I don't know why he didn't get utilized more during his career at Iowa State. And it's not like Iowa State was a powerhouse and they were sending a whole bunch of amazing running backs to the NFL that he was playing behind the last four years. But Kenny Nwangu absolutely has breakaway speed. And it seems like he has the right temperament, team player, special teams guy that could make a team late in the draft and stick with the 49ers and then see what you got. And maybe you get another home run hitter that could play a very similar role to what Raheem Mostert did just a couple of years ago. Finishing up the third selection of round five with an offensive lineman, a guard from a Texas Tech, Jack Anderson. I watched a little Anderson a while back. Didn't blow me away, but has the guard center versatility, which I think is per- perfect for the 49ers, what they might be looking for with an interior offensive lineman in this draft. 6'4", 6'5", 314 pounds. I think what I didn't like about him was he's more power player than athletic outside zone style interior offensive lineman. And usually when I start watching those guys, when it's in the lens of, you know, what the 49ers could draft, they, they just don't like that style of player. So center slash guard, yes, Jack Anderson, power gap scheme guy, maybe not a good fit. Although Colton McKivitz didn't seem like a guy that jumped out to me as a perfect scheme fit for the 49ers last year either. Where are we at? Okay, next Finish up this mock round six and seven. Maybe look at a listener mock. And I want to talk a little bit about Bob McGinn's latest article. He's really plugged in and he talks to evaluators and scouts and gets some inside dirt anonymously, of course, from all of these people and and gives us that information. So uh, this is posted on The Athletic, Bob McGinn's inside information about the draft. Maybe we can learn something about how teams really feel about some of these prospects next. The winner of Built Bar Madness, the best flavor as voted on by Built Bar Eaters Coconut Brownie Chunk, is now back in stock at BuiltBar.com. Go pick yourself up a box. By the way, Nick Winkler powered one down, did a little golf this weekend, played better in the back nine after his championship winning Built Bar. And yes, he did have the coconut brownie chunk flavor. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off or build your own box of any flavors you want of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. It is fantastic. Other new flavors like Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp to go with their 12 original flavors. My favorite is peanut butter that I always talk about. Bars are covered in, this is the best part, 100% chocolate. Get some yourself at 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. Finishing up Chad Ryder's seven-round mock draft, he has Kylan Granson out of SMU going in round Six to the Niners. I like the positional needs he's hitting in this mock. I don't love all the fits here. This one, a tight end that is maybe a little bit more of an H-back type, someone that you could move around, put in different different spots, put in the backfield. And actually, the scouting report sounds interesting. Lance Zerline writing that he looks like a big wide receiver matchup 
problem with acceleration and athleticism, can get yards after the catch. Okay, you have my attention. Probably has Kyle Shanahan's attention as well. 6'1 and a half, 241 pounds. Interesting. I'm going to go back and watch a little Kylan Granson. Okay, like this, Chad. Got excited about this pick. And going on to round seven, 230 overall, Marlon Tuipilotu, a defensive tackle out of USC. A try-hard guy, sort of a nose, but undersized for a nose tackle, 6'2", 307 pounds, but doesn't have a ton of juice as a pass rusher either. But seventh round, getting someone that will play his butt off for you, maybe... Uh, add to the rotation in the interior defensive line. Give guys like Kevin Givens a run for their money for a roster spot. I don't know if there's any room for a defensive tackle. I don't know that they're going to be targeting defensive tackle in this draft. But when you're talking about round seven, getting you know people who will come in and compete at a high level, yeah, it's a pretty good pick, I'd say, uh, to get that style of player into your building. All right, that was Chad Ryder's seven-round mock draft at NFL.com. Some interesting picks, some things I liked, some things I didn't for the 49ers. Most of the mock drafts I see from the listeners, I don't see much I like. No, I'm just kidding. You guys do a good job out there. And most of them tend to look kind of the same, so I haven't talked about a lot of them recently. Uh, here's one that I thought was hilarious, this one from Tony, that uh, the Niners ended up getting like 15 draft picks here, trading Back down from three to eight with the Panthers. Maybe this is all a smokescreen to make the Panthers trade up for Mac Jones at number three. Uh, that would be pretty darn amazing. Then continue to move back to number 12 to get the Niners back to where they were. And then moving around again to 15. And then drafting a quarterback. Actually, it's Mac Jones. So it wasn't the Panthers moving up for Mac Jones. It's the Niners moving back down and realizing they can get Mac Jones later. So Mac Jones at 15. Then with those extra picks, grabbing cornerback Greg Newsom. Defensive end, Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. Jamar Johnson, who I really like, a safety in the second round. Najee Harris was still there in the second round. Kendra Green, Tay Gowan, Josh Palmer, wide receiver, who was also part of that. Did I miss that pick? Yeah, it was one of the fifth-round picks for Chad Ryder in that mock draft, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Jamin Davis, who definitely won't be around in the fourth round anymore. That guy's going to go maybe even late round one. There's a lot of buzz around his name. Brady Christensen, Benjamin St. Juice. We're still in the fourth round, by the way, here. Uh, Semi Fihoko, Bobby Brown, Trill Williams, Drew Dahlman out of Stanford. So, yeah, I don't know how many names that was, but I love the insane trade down mock here. Some inventiveness from Tony. I don't think there's enough roster spots. That's one of the reasons why the Niners, and look, they're in win now mode. They're aggressive. It's one of the reasons we might see the 49ers trade up in this draft because I don't think they believe there's a ton of spots to compete for on the roster. Maybe they think too highly of their own roster, the 49ers, judging by the trade that they made that they had to go get their quarterback, and that's it. And uh, I don't know. Interesting. I, this, this is crazy times. The more I think about the draft, the less you actually know about it, right? I was, before I saw the, the reports about the two quarterbacks, I was getting more and more confident that it was going to be Justin Fields. And then I saw, I was like, God, there's just too much smoke about Lance and about Mac Jones. But then the smoke could be a screen. And so maybe it is Justin Fields. This is such a weird time to follow the 49ers. This is bananas. I can't believe they did this. It made for a lot of talk on this podcast and it's a lot of fun, but ballsy like this history tells us that these, some of these quarterbacks are going to be bad. Right? They're just going to be flat out be bad. That's that's the way it goes. Five quarterbacks, 40% of them will be good. Like two of these guys are going to be good. Two of them are going to be awful. 
and one's going to maybe be okay. Like that's what the percentages tell us about these guys. Whew. Most teams drafting three, though, aren't as good as the 49ers and don't have a solid coaching staff and a, a core. I'm really interested to see what Kyle Shanahan does with the guy he drafts at three. Dominic, about all the smoke screens and media reports and stuff, says, do teams really watch ESPN or NFL Network to see what other teams are doing? Do teams really play each other through the media? And if they do, wouldn't they all know that is the case? You know what's funny, Dominic, is when you hear the quotes from anonymous scouts and personnel people about the 49ers, most of them don't believe it about Mac Jones. They say, God, come on, they didn't trade all that. Uh, one, uh, I think it was in... Gosh, who said it? I've read so many different things now. It was an anonymous executive that said, I'm not going to believe that they traded all that bleep for Mac Jones until they turn in the card, and I actually see it Thursday night. That was that was the quote from one executive about the Mac Jones stuff. And no, they have their own. See, this is this is the media stuff is for us, right? They're talking to us with the media stuff. The teams do their own digging. And the teams don't care if there's misinformation out there because they feel like they have the real information and they go by their own intel and they don't care what's out there in the media and they're probably feeding other stuff to the media. And some of their scouts are talking. Some of them know, some of them don't. Like if a 49ers scout right now is talking to somebody, they probably don't know because it's only Kyle and John that actually know who the pick is, right? So who are you talking to? Who's actually giving you the information? If John, Kyle, maybe Jed York, although I don't, I think Jed York literally is going to be informed like Thursday afternoon probably. Mike Shanahan probably knows or at least has some big time input into it. Adam Peters obviously right. If your source is not one of those guys, then it means zero. And a lot of it's coming from agents. That's who does the most talking. You know, there's a lot of coaches that like to talk. There's a lot of personnel people that like to talk. And agents, of course, love to talk. And they want to throw their client out there. And obviously, these guys have done a lot of work. So that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. It's like, dude, the agent for Mac Jones is like, hey, the 49ers have talked to Mac Jones via Zoom like 30 times in the last week or something. You know, I think there's rules about how many. I can't remember how many it is, but... They're doing a ton of work on your guy. That means they really like him. They're looking at him. You know, that means something a lot of times. But we already know they're looking at all three of those guys. So those kind of reports don't mean a ton. And even if John or Kyle told you, you should probably not believe them. Because I don't think they want that information out. I don't, I don't, I don't think they really need to be playing the draft game anymore. But we know they do. And it doesn't really help them to have the correct information out there either right now. It doesn't really hurt them at this point. Unless they don't want the Jets to draft the guy they like. Maybe. That's like the only thing. Or they're worried that a team still could throw a crazy godfather deal to the Jets and go up and steal their guy or something like that. I don't know. Whew, what a time to be alive. Thursday night. The draft is inching closer. We'll talk cornerbacks with Eric Crocker tomorrow. Maybe a little wide receiver. See if there's some good fits for the 49ers on day two and maybe day three of the NFL draft, Winky Wednesday coming up, and then I'm not sure exactly, probably uh, my final seven-round mock draft for the 49ers on Thursday morning before the draft. 
then post-draft breaking down whatever happens Thursday night, which should be fun. Who knows? Maybe the Niners jump back into round one, talking about two prospects, not just one. Usually I would give a big board of my players for round one. If it was pick 12, this would be a much more interesting week for me to talk about those prospects, but not a lot of that going on this week for me because we already know who the candidates are, and I think you already know the order. I like them. All right, tune in tomorrow. Eric Crocker, corners, wide receivers, right here, Locked On 49ers.